Welcome to the Potter's House Community Church's podcast. Join us weekly as we feature our Sunday sermons. The Potter's House Community Church exists to help people be shaped by God to be followers of Jesus Christ. We hope today's message encourages you as we dive into God's Word. So grab your favorite drink and let's listen to today's sermon. So show me your mysteries, my God. Today we're in Genesis chapter uh, 16. And again, it's one of those passages where we're looking at the life of Abram. And we're just kind of like, what were they thinking? You know? Like reading it from our vantage point, from our perspective, we're like, come on, guys. You know, we, hindsight's twenty twenty, right? And we can look back and we can easily judge them. But I think if we're honest, we can maybe, if we, if we think about it a little bit more, we might can understand where they're coming from and maybe even put ourselves in their shoes a little bit. But Genesis chapter 16, starting in verse 1. Now Sarai, Abram's wife, had borne him no children. What have we seen over and over again up until this point? God keeps promising Abram that he's going to bless him and that he's going to have all these, you know, this multitude of children. He's going to have all of these descendants and all of, you know, just. And yet here we are again, and Sarah still has no children. And you have to come to a point where maybe you think, well, God keeps promising I'm not seeing him deliver. I'm not seeing it working out. I'm not seeing it coming through. And so um, maybe sometimes if we're honest, we might feel that way. Where we're like, you know, I know God has said, I know, I know this is how it's supposed to go, but I'm not seeing that working out yet. I'm not seeing, I'm not seeing the fruit of that in my life yet. And, and that's where Sarah is here. And... It goes on, and she had a female Egyptian servant whose name was Hagar. And Sarah said to Abram, Behold, now the Lord has prevented me from bearing children. Go into my servant. It may be that I shall obtain children by her. And Abram listened to the voice of Sarai. So after Abram had lived ten years in the land of Canaan, Sarai, Abram's wife, took Hagar, the Egyptian, her servant, and gave her to Abram, her husband, as a wife. And he went into Hagar, and she conceived. And so Sarah, Sarah has this, this moment. She's like, I know what I'm going to do. God, he, just, he said Abram's going to have all these children, right? So, so maybe he's going to do that through Hagar. So I'm going to take God's plan, and I'm just going to kind of shift it over here and make it work. All right? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it my way um, and make it work. Um, and we, in this too, um, we do have extra biblical sources uh, that point to that this was actually a, a common practice in this culture at this time. Uh, when a woman could, could not have children, it was a common practice to take a servant, a maid, something like that, and use, use them as a surrogate, basically. And that's what, what they're doing here. And they actually, in the practice, what they would do is at the moment of giving birth... Uh, the, lady, the, the lady who could not have children would sit there and the baby would be born onto her legs um, so that the baby and all the stuff would come out on her legs and then it would be considered her baby, okay? Uh, so Sarah here is basically taking the, the common practice for her culture at this time 
for a woman that could not have children, and she's using it and saying, well, this must be how God is going to fulfill his promises. I'm going to do this this way. And if, if we're, we're honest, we, we probably either have confronted this issue of, um, of barrenness ourselves, or someone we, have, we know has. Um, infertility is a, a real issue um, in our world today. I did some quick Google searching on it yesterday. And in Canada, um, one in six couples uh, struggle with infertility. Um, and so that's, that's a pretty high percentage, right? And even today, uh, as people wrestle with and struggle with this issue, um, there's, there's different ways they can go about trying to, to work through it. Right, and some of those those methods of of trying to overcome it can be quite brutal in and of themselves. Um, I've I've had friends that have, have gone through this and all the different treatments and all the different stuff, and like it can it can be quite quite something. Um, and uh, and still today, another option still is surrogacy. Of course, now we we do it a little different. We don't you know we don't just say hey here's the woman go go take care of business right like. Um, they, they do it in a lab and then they, they put it in her, but, but nonetheless, like it's, it's still a, a thing today, right? So before we, we judge Sarai too much, we can see this in our world today is what I'm saying. Um, I have a a cousin that she was actually a, a fertility doctor down in Florida. Um, and so we all tease her that she made a lot of money making babies, um, cause she did, uh, but, uh, but yeah, and so it's, it's a real thing today. Um, it's something that, that's still around. And, and so when we come to this story, we can see maybe where Sarah is coming from in this idea of where she's like, hey, God, is, God hasn't blessed me with kids, but he, he wants to bless you. So here, let's do it this way. And there's a real problem, and we can really make a mess of things when we try to speed up God's promises with our plans. We can really make a mess of things when we try to speed up God's promises with our plans. Going on here in Genesis 16, let's see what happens. And when she saw that she had conceived, she looked with contempt on her mistress. And Sarah said to Abram, May the wrong done to me be on you. I gave you my servant to embrace And when she saw that she had conceived, she looked on me with contempt. May the Lord judge between you and me. So all of a sudden, Sarah's not liking this this idea anymore. She's not liking this plan. She's saying, Abram, you need to take care of this. This is a problem. And Abram said to Sarah, behold, your servant is in your power. Do to her as you please. And then Sarah dealt harshly with her, and she fled from her. And so almost immediately as they they have exited God's plan for what he wanted and started doing things in their plan based on their way, things get all out of whack. Things get all messed up. The two ladies are at odds with each other. There's, There's conflict, there's tension there. And when we try to take shortcuts on God's plan, things can go ugly quickly. How many of you have a story of sometime where you're traveling and you looked at a map or even maybe your GPS said, hey, here's a shortcut. And you tried out the shortcut and it wasn't such a good option. 
It maybe took you to a dead-end road, or it, it took you where you ended up being lost, or many of us that like to go out in the bush, um, many of us have been on, on these nice little paths in our truck when all of a sudden it turns into a quad trail, and uh, my truck has nice scrapes all the way down the side of it from just such um, excursions. Um, but yes, we, we, we can take that and we apply that to our lives as well. A lot of times when we, want to, when we want to take a shortcut around God's plan and get, get to the promises, get to where we want to be quicker, it ends up being very bad for us in the end. And so we need to trust God and we need to trust him in the way that he is working and in and, and the way that he promises things and let him to work those things out in our lives according to his timing and his plan. Well, now, so far... What we have not seen in any of this from any of the three people involved is any of them ask God what they should do, right? Like Sarah, Sarah, she's not going to the Lord saying, Lord, are you wanting Hagar to be the mother? Is that, is that what you're wanting? Is she, she, we don't see that in the story. We don't see Abram take a moment and say, God, is this what you want? My wife's telling me to do this. Is this what you want me to do? We, we don't see that in the story. We don't know how much choice Hagar even had in the whole situation. She kind of seems like she's just kind of thrown in there, and then this is what happens to her. And then all of a sudden, God does show up in the situation here. Now that, now that Hagar is fleeing, she's trying to run back to her homeland, to Egypt. And in verse 7, The angel of the Lord found her by a spring of water in the wilderness, the spring on the way to Shur. And he said, Hagar, servant of Sarah, where have you come from and where are you going? She said, I'm fleeing from my mistress, Sarai. The angel of the Lord said to her, return to your mistress and submit to her. The angel of the Lord also said to her, I will surely multiply your offspring so that they cannot be numbered for multitude. And the angel of the Lord said to her, behold, you are pregnant and shall bear a son and you shall call his name Ishmael. Because the Lord has listened to your affliction. And he shall be a wild donkey of a man, his hand against everyone, and everyone's hand against him. And he shall dwell over against all his kinsmen. So she called the name of the Lord who spoke to her You are a God of seeing. And she said, Truly, here I have seen him who looks after me. Therefore, the well was called Birlahamorai. It lies between Kadesh and Bered. And Hagar bore Abram a son, and Abram called the name of his son, whom Hagar bore Ishmael. Abram was 86 years old when Hagar bore Ishmael to Abram. And so here we see God show up in the form of one of his angels. He sends one of his angels to Hagar. As she has to be scared, she's pregnant. She's fleeing. She just feels like, I've got to get away from Sarah. Like, this is just a horrible situation. I've got to get out of this. And as she's running away, she's sitting by this well, and an angel shows up. And the angel says, I hear you. God hears you. God hears you where you are. He hears you in your situation. He knows what's going on in your circumstance. God hears you. 
And that's even what the name Ishmael means. God is a God who hears. That's what Ishmael means. And I just want us to be reminded of that today, is that no matter how messy we make our lives, no matter how messed up we can make it, God hears us. He hears our situation, maybe if we're, even if we're not crying out to him, he hears us. I think it's a beautiful fact that with, with this message in this passage today, we got to hear Steve and Courtney tell us this in their story of moments where they, they had messed up their lives and yet God didn't give up on them. He still remembered them. He still heard them. He still knew where they were in their life. God is a God who hears us. And we can see this kind of all through Scripture. David um, wrote in the Psalms, in Psalm 40, verse 1 to 3, it says this, I waited patiently for the Lord. He inclined to me and heard my cry. He drew me up from the pit of destruction, out of the miry bog, and set my feet upon a rock, making my steps secure. He put a new song in my mouth and a song of praise to our God. Many will see and fear and put their trust in the Lord. What did he start with? He inclined to me and heard my cry. Back in Psalm 18. It says this. In verse 6. In my distress, I called upon the Lord. To my God, I cried for help. From his temple, he heard my voice. And my cry to him reached his ears. And skipping down to verse 16 and 17. He sent from on high. He took me. He drew me out of many waters. He rescued me from my strong enemy and from those who hated me. For they were too mighty for me. And so this is kind of a theme throughout the Psalms of cry out to God. God hears you. He is a God who hears no matter our circumstances, no matter our situations. We're also talking about God's promises today. And if we skip over to the New Testament with God's promises in the New Testament, these, these principles of him being a God who hears apply more than ever. In Romans uh, chapter 10, it says this, all those, For all who call on the name of the Lord will be saved. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Not just Abraham's descendants, not just Abraham's descendants through Isaac, not just Abraham's descendants through Ishmael. Everyone, everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Why? Because when we call on his name, he hears. He's a God who hears. He's a God who listens to us. He hears us in our afflictions. He hears us in our difficult things in our lives. But the most difficult thing of all is being found as who we are in sin, in corruption, in things against him. And he hears us. He hears us in that even before we were ever born, he heard our need in that. And he sent Jesus, his son, to come and live a sinless life, die on a cross, pay the punishment for sin, and rise again three days later. And it's all because he hears us. And that's why the gospel is there. And I want to encourage you, if you've never done so, call out to him today and say, say yes, Lord, 
I believe, I believe that you are the son of God, that you died on a cross, you paid the punishment for sin, you rose again three days later. And I need you. I need you in my life. And God, being a God who hears, will answer that prayer. He will come in, he will answer that prayer and make you right with him. He will restore you to him. Also, um, John clears this up for us even more in 1 John chapter 5. 1 John 5, starting in verse 13, says this. I write these things to you who believe in the name of the Son of God, that you may know that you have eternal life. If you want to be sure that you're saved, read 1 John. This is the reason he wrote this whole book. It's not very long, five chapters. But he says, this, this, I've written all this to you so that you can know that you believe in the, in the name of the Son of the God, that you may know that you have eternal life. And this is the confidence that we have toward him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us in whatever we ask, we know that we have the requests that we have asked him, of him. So John's saying, hey, if we're in the will of God, if we're living according uh, to him, and if, we're, if the desires of our heart are lining up with his desires, then we ask, we can go ahead and count on it that, yes, he's, he's already answered that. Our problem is, is when we, like Sarah, maybe we have our plans that are separate from what his plans are, and those don't line up. And then we ask, and he's like, no, this is better. And then we get mad. We're like, well, I asked and I didn't get it. This, this doesn't add up. It's because our heart's in the wrong place. What we're asking for is from coming from the wrong place. And so what we need is, is to be like John in this situation where we're saying, Lord, I'm asking according to your will. And when I ask according to your will, that means if I don't get it, you know what I know? I'll wind in your will. That's not what I need to be asking for. I need to be asking for something else. I need to, to change my desires. I need to change my heart on this. I need to look for something else. And so I encourage you in whatever might be troubling you, that we have a God who hears. Whether that might be infertility. Whether that might be you're like Hagar in this story and you're... you're knocked up, not really of your choice, and you're scared. Whether that might be whatever your situation is, fill in the blank. Whatever it is that's troubling you, that's weighing on you, that can be hard for you, know that we have a God who hears, and he has a plan. And what we need to do is get in line with his plan and listen to him and let him work. Because what we see in this story is even though they came up with their own plan and were like, hey, we're going to go do all of this to, to expedite and shortcut God's plan. Even though they did all of that, God still shows up and he's like, I can work through this. I've got this. Hagar, your son, he's going to be a multitude of people too. Most people say that this, the multitude that came from Ishmael are the people that we know today as Arabs. I think God kind of fulfilled that promise too. 
just like he did the promise to Abram about the multitudes that were going to come through Isaac. And so God keeps his promises. He's good for his word. But I, I want to, you just take a minute to just ponder. Like, how would the world be different if Sarah had not said, hey, here's Hagar, have a baby? How many world wars would not have been fought if these two ladies had not tried to shortcut God's plan? And I'm not blaming any group of people for anything, okay? I'm just pondering here. Like, God has a plan and it's good. But we like to try to say, yeah, I want to get to that good part, so I'm going I'm to cut around. And when we cut around, we really mess things up. And so I just want to encourage you today that we need to be in tune with the Lord. We need to listen to his plan. We need to follow his plan. And we need to wait on his promises in his time. Because he's good for it. I want to ask you a little different today. We don't normally do this. But is there anybody here that you would, maybe there is something really heavy weighing on you right now, something really difficult you're going through, and you just would like for the people around you to pray for you? Um, We're not going to do anything weird or creepy or anything like that, but just simply pray for you. If that's you, would you raise your hand? Let's just take a minute and pray, pray over these that are asking for prayer. Lord, you are a God who hears. And we lift these up, these people here among us up before you who are just saying, I need a touch from the Lord right now. I need to know his plan in my situation. I need to know his plan right here where I'm at. I need to know his guidance. And Lord, I pray that you encourage them today and lift them up in the fact that, that you hear them and you hear their situation, you hear their heartaches, you hear their troubles. But Lord, we also thank you that you're a God who hears our successes and you hear um, the things we celebrate. And God, I'm so thankful that you're able to hear today Steve and Courtney and them giving you credit and glory and honor for what you have done in their life. And we all give you that praise. We all give you that credit. You are a good God. And you hear us and you hear us in our situations. I lift all this up before you in Christ's name. Amen. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode. Feel free to subscribe to our podcast, leave us a review, and share with others. If you'd like to learn more about our church, you can visit our website at www.potterschurch.ca or you can connect with us also on social media. Tune in next week for a brand new episode of our weekly sermon series. We hope that you have such an amazing rest of your day. Don't you feel yourself.